0: Tomorrow, there will be no morning service. Uh, tomorrow morning, you will, if you've been coming to morning service, you're going to get a break. Uh, we're going to get together with pa- the pastors, the ministers that have been here and leadership in our church, and we're going to have a, a special lunch here at the church. We're just going to hang out, have fellowship. Uh, that means food and talk. So we're going to get together and we're going to hang out here, and I invited, we Sheree, well, if any of you know Cherie, if... Uh, if you've ever been on the other end of one of Cherie's phone calls, or if 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 I've ever put you on the list of people for her to call, you, uh, you already know how persistent a Cherie is and how persistent she can be. And so, you know, we got together and we decided we were going to reach out to the pastors of this area and the greater Oklahoma City area and people that we've had fellowship with in the past. And, you know, we didn't have one of those rascals want to come and have... I was gonna feed them and those those jerks wouldn't even come. But anyway, it's all right. I still love you. Amen. If, if, now listen, don't get don't get upset because some of you are like, well that wasn't very nice. If if they know me, they know they know my personality. They don't mess around. But no, I love them and but we couldn't we really honestly we couldn't get some people to come. And uh, I don't know why. I'm I'm uncertain as to why, but we're not gonna we're not gonna give up. We're we're gonna keep pressing and we're gonna keep pushing. Uh, when we were in revival in um, Richmond, Indiana, we were in Richmond, Indiana at one church, Bethesda Worship Center, for 22 weeks of revival. And we, in the first 22 weeks, God poured out his spirit in a big way. I mean, 22 weeks is a long time, church. And we were there, and God poured out his spirit at that church, Bethesda Worship Center. And in the 22nd week, in a morning service, we had one morning service every week on Wednesday. In that morning service, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, I never intended for this revival to be for this church. I intended for this revival to be for this city. And I was like, Lord, I I understand that. I know that. He said, then why haven't you brought the city to this revival? And I was like, well, Lord, what do you want me to do? Because I figured if he was asking me why I hadn't, then he must have a plan to do it. So you know what God's plan was? Ask the pastors to come have lunch with you. I thought, how many times have we done that and it didn't work? How many times have we done that and it, it resulted in nothing? I don't know about anybody else who's a minister here, but I've tried it a number of times, and it's, it's not the most effective way of getting people together. But when you get a word from God, and, and not, not only a word from because you can have a word from God, if you don't mix it with faith, it ain't going nowhere. E.W. Kenyon said something in one of his books. Uh, in fact, it was in his, the book In His Presence. He said this, God's word in the lips of faith is no longer you speaking, but it's God speaking through you. Amen. The spirit realm doesn't hear your voice when you speak God's word in faith. It hears the voice of God. Amen. And so I, I told Pastor Harris, the pastor of the church, I said, I feel, I feel like the Lord told me we need to get people in these meetings. This is supposed to be a revival for this community. And he said, man, how, how do we do that? And I said, well, Lord told me to invite the pastors to lunch. Invite them to lunch and invite them to a healing service. Because all of them have sick people Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Lutheran, Catholic, Jehovah's Witness, Mormon. You know, even people in cults have sick people. And Jesus, He's the healer. Amen. And so we. we, we I was like, we need, to, we, need, we need to have lunch with them and invite them to a citywide healing meeting. Because even if they don't believe in healing, I'm sure they've got people that they're at the end of their rope, their terminal. And what have they got to lose but to bring them to a healing meeting? Okay. That's right. He was looking at me and I knew he was thinking the same thoughts I was thinking. This ain't gonna work. We've tried it before. And so... I was inspired to call Hilda. Hilda had never tried to get pastors together. She didn't know how difficult it was to get pastors together. So I called her on the phone right there. I put her on speakerphone. There you are, Hilda. I called her on speakerphone. I said, Hilda the Lord spoke to me here in Richmond, said this revival is supposed to go citywide. And she went to shout, and she's like, glory. She said, what can I do to help? I said, well, Lord told us we're to get the pastors together and have lunch and invite them to a, a healing service. She said, I'll get on it. I'll call every one of them. Oh, this is going to be great. God's going to move. These pastors are going to respond. Her faith was way up here. In, in about three minutes, she had Pastor Harris's and my faith way up here. You know, sometimes you just need to introduce people with fresh eyes and fresh ears. You know, some of you that like to isolate, Uh, that's why you're you're dying. Those of you that want to hide in your house, well, me and Jesus, we got our own thing going. Well, I'm not sure it's Jesus. You got something going with some spirit, but I'm not sure it's the spirit of God. Well, didn't God call the prophets off by themselves? Well, no, most of the time when prophets went off by themselves, it was because they were crying in their beer. Well, praise the Lord, Amen. Well, maybe they weren't crying, but you you understand the term, right? All right, praise the Lord. Uh, I don't cry in my beer. I don't drink. (laughs) Don't get the wrong idea. But I'm just trying to get the the word, message across here. And so, when when you isolate, when you get, when you try, listen, and don't. I know some of you like, well, I don't, I don't receive that. Doesn't matter whether you receive it or not. I, I. I just don't believe that. It doesn't, it, 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 here's the deal. Whether you believe it or not, sometimes you need people around you that will provoke your faith. Amen. People that will believe the word that God put in your heart. That they'll, that they'll say yes. In fact, some people, you need to, you, you need to not always tell people what your, thoughts about the, what your thoughts are about the word God gave you. Sometimes you've just got to speak the word of God And let that word just hit people the way that it hits them and watch watch him work. Long story short, we got about eight pastors together in that city. We had a citywide healing service, packed out the entire building. And that revival lasted for an entire calendar year. We went from Bethesda Worship Center, the Assembly God Pastor said, can we move this whole revival to my church? So we picked up the whole revival and we went to the Assembly of God church and it blew up. And then we took it to another church and it blew up more there. And then we took it to another church. The whole revival went with us. Until it it turned the entire community of Richmond, Indiana, right side up for the glory of God. So God's word in the lips of faith is powerful. So Isaiah 61 verse 7. Then I'm going to receive this offering. Isaiah 61 verse 7. I gave this. I spoke this to our church um, on on Sunday morning, and I want to I want to say this here. Um, we have been through difficulties, difficulties that have worked on trying to get us to compromise or to be unbelieving of the word that God has given us, the the vision that God's put in our hearts. I don't know about you all, but most of the world has been in a battle. Most of the church has been in a, in a big time battle. There are some churches and some people in church that are just struggling to stay, uh, to stay born again. In fact, there's some people, they've, they've departed from the church. There's some people that they left the church when COVID happened, when they shut churches down, people shut their churches down. They left the church and they don't have any plans of coming back. They're not coming back. And some of them for fear, and some of them because they're having too good of a time not going to church. They like kicking back in their slippers and in their PJs and half-heartedly listening to a message on YouTube. And they, and they don't really listen to it, you know. I mean, you know, y'all know. Don't, y'all y'all looking at me like, oh, no, no, it's good. No, you don't even listen. You, nope, they're not engaged. There's no engagement in worship. But the enemy has attempted... What the enemy is attempting to do is to kill the vision that God's putting your, in your heart. To kill the word of the Lord. To make it of no effect. Of, to no avail. But the Lord, the Lord was talking to us. Isaiah 61, 7. Look what it says here. Verse 7. Instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. The Lord told me that in, that in this year coming, instead of shame, we're going to have double honor. Say double honor. double honor. And instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. You know what? That's God's word for you. Some of you, some of you, the enemy has tried to shame you, but God says, in this hour, You're not going to get double shame. You're going to get double honor. Some of you, the enemy, he's attempted to confuse you. But instead of confusion, some of you are about to rejoice in the portion that God has prepared for you. We're living living in a season when we're about to possess double, where we're about to see greater than we've ever seen before. Now, notice, notice what it says. They shall possess. Say possess. In order to possess something, there's something that you have to do. In fact, Jesus Jesus talked about it. In order order for something to become your possession, it first has to become your confession. Before faith ever moves your mountain, it has to move your mouth. If you can't allow faith to move your mouth, then your mountain will never be moved. Amen. Amen. So the, the first key to, pos- to possession is confession. We've got to put God's Word in our mouth. We've got to begin to declare what the Lord says. You know what? There's no, there's no value in declaring uh, the negative. In fact, the Bible, there's nowhere in the Word of God that says that we ought to speak negatively. Think about God, our example. In the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was without form and void, all that stuff. The Bible says that darkness was upon the face of the earth and then God said, you know what God didn't say? God didn't say, boy, it's dark. God never acknowledged the darkness. You know what God said? God said what he wanted. Come on, come on, y'all. God said what he wants. You know why some of you are in the ditch? Because you're not saying what God wants you to say. You're not saying what God wants. You keep saying what you're seeing. And God didn't say what he saw with his, with his eye. He didn't look in the darkness and acknowledge the darkness. That's why the Bible says that we're to trust in the Lord with all of our heart, lean not to our own understanding, and in all our ways acknowledge. I know, this seems like a radical way to live. And it, you know... a I guess by today's standards in, in, the, in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, it, it, it's, it's radical for the modern day church. But it's the way the Bible teaches us that we ought to live. Amen. Turn to someone and say double. So you know what we're believing for? We're believing for double salvations. Amen. We're believing for double healings. We're 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 believing God that we're going to double in our efforts of discipleship, and we're going to have double the disciples in Jesus' name, Amen. double the impact, yeah. double the miracles, double, double the anointing, double. double in our finances, double. Amen. But we we've got to be willing to we've got to be willing to release that yeah. out of our mouths. Yeah. Now I know I know something like well you know. I don't believe in name it, claim it, blab it, and grab it. Well, you know what? You're living right now in a world that you created with your words. I mean, if you really, if you really examine where you're at in your life, you're living in a place that was created with your words. And so we've got to begin to declare the word of God. Amen. I'll, I'll just give you one more scripture, and then we'll receive the offering, and then we're going to have Pastor Ben come. A Psalm chapter 66, verse 12. Glory to God. Oh. No, you know what? Let me give you two verses. Exodus one twelve. Go there first, Jess. Exodus one twelve, and then we'll go to Psalm 66. I'm just going to read this. I'm going to try not to get to shouting on this one because this one makes me want to shout. This is how I blew out my voice Sunday. (laughs) Glory to God. Look what Exodus one twelve says. But the more they afflicted them, Talking about the children of Israel. The more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were in dread of the children of Israel. That's that's, that's our word. I've seen some of you flourish in the midst of adversity. I've seen God begin to do greater things in you. You've, You've got to keep your eyes on the Lord. Next verse. And then we'll receive the offer. Hallelujah. Did I tell you what? Do you remember what it was? 66:12 of the book of Psalms. 66:12 of the book of Psalms. Psalm 66:12. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through the fire and through the water, but you brought us out to a rich fulfillment. Amen. This is your time. This is your season. When, it, when everyone else is going under, you're going over. Amen. Praise God. So today, as you sow your seed, I want you to believe. I like the way King James says that. It says in, at the end of that verse, God brings you into, the, into your wealthy place. Amen. Amen. God brings you into your wealthy place. But thou brought us, us out into a wealthy place. Amen. Uh, it's time. Amen. Amen. We're living in that season. So as you sow your offering, I want you to believe for double. You say, should Should we do that? Should we really put that kind of a, you know, a, a demand on God? Absolutely. Believe God for double today. Let's believe that d- double in the morning, double in the evening, double in our giving, double our receiving. Amen. 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 Glory to God. But if you're, if you're, uh, if you're sowing today, you can text to give, uh, Text Winner's Church to 77977. You can write a check. You can give cash. Um, however it is that you're going to sow here today, sow cheerfully, sow joyfully, and trust that the Lord is going to bless you big time because of your obedience to him. Amen. Amen. Are you all ready to <laughs> pray over this offering? Yes. Amen. Father, we thank you for the privilege that we have to be able to give to you today. Lord, as we give, may it be given back to us. Good measure. Press down. Shake it together. Running over. Cause men to give into our bosom with the same measure that we give. May it be given back to us. Lord, that's your word, and we stand upon it. We believe it with all of our hearts. And Father, I pray that as your people sow, that they'll have it in their hearts, that they're not just sowing to a bill, they're sowing into these men and these women of God, into these ministries that have poured into them. God, I pray that every seed sown here today will produce a harvest out of the field of Pastor Benegiri and the anointing that's upon his life in Jesus' name. Lord, we're, we're demanding that a harvest come out of that field for us. Because we've given, it's going to be given to us in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Lord. Thereby that believed it, said amen. 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 All right. You can bring your offering uh, to the front. Uh, put it in this basket. Uh, you can bring your, if you have a visitor's card, I encourage you bring your visitor's card. I receive that in the name of Jesus. Uh, you can put it in that basket there. Uh, Apostle Smith was outstanding this morning. We had a wonderful, Amen. wonderful service. If you didn't come this morning, uh, unfortunately, you missed it. I've, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's just one of those things. Amen. But uh, you're in for a treat tonight. Praise God. Brother Ruben, I love you. Uh, Pastor Ruben Villanueva is here from Swanton. It's good to have him and Andrea here. Of course, Apostle O. Michael Smith. Uh, Ethan and, and Abigail Robinson are here from Toledo. Uh, of course, I'm Pastor Zig. This is my beautiful wife. She is certainly the hottest mama in the room. Amen. There have been times we had to break out drop cloths just so I could preach, you know, put them over. Just, just give her a drop cloth so I can preach. She was a distraction, you know, just a, but anyway, I love her. We've been, we've married 33 years this year, isn't it? 34, well, we're going on 34, aren't we? Wow, long stinking time. But you know, it hadn't really felt that way, you know? Praise the Lord. But anyhow, Pastor Ben, I love you. I appreciate you. I'm so glad you came. You're always a blessing to us when you come. God always give, gives you a word for us. We're expecting nothing less here tonight. Take your liberty. You know good and well these folks are used to sitting here for three and a half hours with me, so nobody's gonna leave on you. They're gonna keep pulling on you, and so uh, take your liberty and let the Holy Spirit lead you. Let's 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 give a hand clap to the Lord for Pastor Ben and Pastor Tammy as Pastor Ben comes.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, Winters Church, I'm going to tell you, I love y'all. Uh, you're, you're, you're family. I mean, to us, you're family. And we, we love coming and, 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 and just being a part. And gosh, I'll tell you, it's 10 years is a, is a hike. And boy, there's just so much that has happened in 10 years of you being faithful to the vision of these pastors, these amazing pastors who are more than pastors, and and what they are depositing in you is, is bearing fruit. And it's evident to, sometimes when you're in the midst of it, you don't realize all the stuff that's been going on. But I'm telling you, a lot has happened at Winters Church in 10 years' time. So praise God. Give the Lord praise and say, thank you, Jesus but the best is yet to come the best is yet to come we're just very grateful and thankful to 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 be a part of your lives and you be a part of our lives and uh, we just want you to know how much we love you and how much we love your pastors your your pastors have uh we have walked through some stuff together over the years god has blessed us god has done some amazing things but boy there's been some valleys a few few times and i'm gonna tell you you know i I want you to understand something about your leadership here. You know, sometimes Pastor Ziggy, especially he he can he can uh, uh, seemingly when you're in a crisis, you're in a bad place. It seems like he might just blow it off, you know, and give you some positive thing, and you can almost walk away going, "Well, gosh, he doesn't really care." Well, no, that's not it. He he's actually calling you up higher, where you can see something that you couldn't see before. Because I'm telling you, when you're in it, you're not seeing clear, and you got to get your vision cleared up. And you know, a minister, that's what he'll do. He'll help you get your vision clear again and help you to connect to it like you need to. So praise God. Always honor them and love them, draw upon them. And uh, even when you get offended at them, forgive them and just move on and say, thank you, Jesus. May I have another. Amen. So praise God. Hallelujah. So... (laughs) So but so before I get started tonight, I'm going to ask my wife to come up. I'm springing it on her, and she said not to do it, but I'm doing it anyway, because in a situation like this, it's better to ask for forgiveness and permission. Amen
2: uh, He doesn't mind me very well <laughs> at all after thirty one years of marriage, he still doesn't mind me, <laughs> but it's it's awesome to to be here. And we do, we love you guys. I tell you, I was telling Ben, it's like, if I didn't have grandkids back in Texas, I'd want to move here, come to church here. (laughs) And I tell you, Nakia, I have watched you praise and worship for over 10 years, I've watched. And she's just grown, just continues every time we come. I mean, and, and you could come down there. You've been with us lots of times. And I just see you grow. And it's just like, it's a reflection of this church too. You're just, just growing. And, and I just appreciate the worship team. And it was so awesome being a worship te- worship leader there to be able to come in and just enter into the presence of God. Man, you guys are awesome. You're just, it, it just, just the, the presence of God was so rich in here. Uh, it was just powerful. And I, I got really convicted in that last song. I want to do that last song. Man, that is, it is awesome. And <laughs> but I, I got really convicted because I say awesome way too much in my life. I was thinking today, I bet I said awesome 20 times. My electrician fixed a water well with electric wire. I said, that's awesome. Finally got something closed today. That's awesome. I was thinking about how many things I said just today, and I said, that's awesome, when it was just, it was okay, people doing their job. You know? He's awesome. (laughs) He's the one that is awesome. I stand in awe of him because he is awesome. And I I don't know, that that song and the worship, man, it just set me right here on a a right place of of, a a different perspective of the things that I say. And uh, I just appreciate it. I just uh, appreciate you all, and I'm really glad to be here. So anyway, God bless you all.
3: Awesome, baby.
1: Good. Praise God. Hallelujah, Well, before we get started tonight, I want us to pray together, and would you mind just honoring the Lord and stand to your feet, and I want to pray specifically tonight. I want us to take authority over COVID and put it under, amen. You know, you're supposed to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, hallelujah. You know, Jesus don't make people sick. <laughs> oh.
0: Praise Jesus. Wonderful. Praise the
1: Lord. Hallelujah. But we're going to take authority over COVID. Let's pray over this. You know, the Bible tells us when you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, no plague shall come nigh thy dwelling. I looked that up in the Hebrew. You know, I studied Hebrew for a long time, biblical Hebrew. And uh, and it's, it's the word dwelling there is the word for your tent. <laughs> That's meaning you. So no plague shall come nigh thy tent. Amen. Let's make that confession tonight. No plague plague shall come nigh nigh. my My dwelling dwelling. in Jesus' name. name. Let's set the tone for this. And listen, we're believers in this place and we receive the word of God. And I'm going to tell you, let's go ahead and let's pray together and let's lift our voice high and hard and let's call upon the name of the Lord and release the power that destroys every yoke of bondage doesn't just break a yoke, but destroys a yoke, amen? And I'm going to tell you, let's believe, God, that Winner's Church is under the hand of God in such a way that the infections of the enemy can't come in anymore. That we're, we're the ones that are infectious with something else, amen? So I want you to lift your voice with me. Come on, let's pray together. Come on, lift up in tongues or your authority or your English. You just You just pray with me. Father God, we come. تورم سان جانیا سر roma Bear of Ravre, Veso, Rama, Baisa, Cajan, Yeri, Andor, Mabreme, Cancareando, Hoka, Stariada, Bariba, Roba, Baya, Basso, Mabreme, Came, Gingeriato, of a so called Stormanja, Vora, Baya, Rafso, Maranja, Berebe, Ganiandario, Socanianda, Mahma, Mavrom, Bambai, Stariatur, Storoba, Roba, Bacastari, and Jerry Andor of Babreme. Mere ma vroma ma Maria rabaso mare basongre anda na massiga di asa vale basoro Maria so ravreme male aso anda ma bramma mai bara bo sombra bevreme cangergere ma hallelujah father god we thank you that you have given us power to tread on those serpents and today god we declare in Jesus name this plague called covid will no longer have its sway over us. Lord, we are laying hold upon the hem of your garment, the promise of God's word, that by his stripes we were healed because Jesus himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. God, we do not forget your benefits, and we declare tonight in the name of Jesus, COVID, be thrown down in the name of Jesus. You are defeated in the name of Jesus. We declare that people in this house that have been touched by it are immediately getting better, getting well, and recovering in Jesus' mighty name. We declare COVID. You are over here in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Can you say amen? Amen. amen? amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. i tell you, you know, focus on God right now. Focus on the Word. Focus on the promise. Get a hold of them promises. Like the brothers were sharing today, get a hold of it, activate it. Declare it over your life. Put yourself in the scenario. You know, it's really important that when you read the Word of God, you start putting yourself in the book, in the story. You start putting yourself in that place uh, that that's your story. Amen. And I'm going to tell you, we start thinking like that and start living like that and acting out the Word like that, we're going to see some stuff. Hallelujah. Because it's the time of the demonstration. Amen. I appreciate old Michael Smith. Uh, and the word that he brought over the last two services, man, I, I've been blessed. Glory to God. I, I'm, I'm telling you guys, there is just something happening where I'm, I'm actually uh, preparing right now. When I'm home Sunday morning, I'm having a healing service. And we're, we're going to lay hands on the sick. And we're going to stir everybody to get their eyes off of COVID and get them on Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, some people say, well, you don't believe that bug is real. No, I believe the bug is real, but I believe that Jesus is much more real. Hallelujah. You know, I read this uh, funny, strange, weird article that an editorial, it was an editorial that uh, this minister had wrote in one of these newspapers, and it was talking about Jesus, if he, if he were walking the earth today, he would wear a mask. And I'm not going to try to pick a bone on it if you're wearing a mask. So I'm glad if, but it was like, I read that and I thought, because they were using love. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. You know, dude, this guy touched people with leprosy. <laughs> and, you know, somehow we forget this stuff, that the same Jesus is still here. But he's in here in the, in the power of the Holy Spirit, the one like him that he sent after he left the building. Amen. And you've got the Holy Ghost living inside of you if you're a child of God. Amen. You just need to learn to turn him loose. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. I'll tell you, sometimes I think we hide him in the back room somewhere, and we need to let him out. I've never been ashamed to be a tongue talker. I've never been ashamed to be a loud praiser. I've never been ashamed. I may not move eloquently, but I'm going to move. It's going to move. I can start moving this way, and it continues to move for a few, for a few little while after. But I'm going to move, amen, because I believe in practicing our faith and demonstrating our faith. And I like what Pastor Ziggy said. You know, you haven't, you haven't, done, you haven't praised until you've done it, amen, <laughs> until you've actually done something, amen. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, you going to do something, amen. amen. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I, I, uh, I said this uh, yesterday. But uh, two times last week, I dreamed a dream of being here in this conference and preaching these two particular words, the one I shared the other yesterday morning and this one tonight. And I took that as the instruction of the Lord to hang with this and deliver this. And it's like everything in the world tried to keep us from getting here. I said, we got to get here. I don't care what it takes. We've got to get here. We're going to get here and we are here. And so let me share this with you tonight. I want you to look in the Word of God tonight, Zechariah, the book of Zechariah. This is where God has me. I heard uh, our dear brother share uh, talking about hearing, and uh, and it, it was it's it's right on the money. You know, the Bible tells us that when you are born again, you can see the kingdom of God. So it means that when you're a Christian, when you become a Christian, when you truly are born again. Now a Christian, being a Christian, you know this, it's not turning over a new leaf. It's not just deciding I'm going to be a good person. Being a, being a Christian means that I'm born again. I've had a supernatural experience where the Holy Spirit of God has moved inside of me and recreated me on the inside. I'm now a new creature. Old things have passed away. Hallelujah. So when that happens, faculties begin to operate that did not operate before. All of a sudden, your spiritual senses, if you will, start coming alive. And I have never, since I've been a Christian, and especially when I got spirit baptized, I didn't understand it before, but well, when I got spirit baptized, I was around a good group of people that helped me to understand that what was happening to me was not weird. It was not something I needed to hide. It was something that was right, and normal for the believer, I started seeing, I started dreaming, I started hearing, I started man, I'm telling you the the, the lady that prayed for me to get baptized in the Holy Ghost, she is an older a saint and and uh, she pinned me down because you know i was I was still halfway Baptist, you know, trying to figure this out, and she just I just said, "What do you think about this?" She goes, "Well, just do you want it or not?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I want it. Well, come on, so she we went down there and she prayed for me. And she told me just before she prayed for me, she said, we're going to pray and God's going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. Jesus is going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. And your, your prayers are going to get, be going somewhere. And the word of God's going to come alive to you. And God's going to start talking to you in a way that you're going to hear him and you're going to know it. And I mean, she wasn't kidding. I mean, it happened just like that. And it's been that way ever since. And that's normal Christianity. We're supposed to be the ones, like Brother Hagin used to say, we have the inside information on what's really going on. That God's giving us instructions that we live by on a daily basis. Jesus told us that the spirituals, the Holy Spirit, the ways that He works in His gifts uh, uh, are things that we should not be ignorant of because we serve a speaking spirit. God is a speaking spirit, He's not dumb, He's not deaf, He's not silent. He's not, God is not hiding from us. I think half the church believes that God's hiding from them. And he's not hiding. We do most of the hiding, if not all of the hiding. And I'll tell you, we need to get real with God. I found this out about with God, is that if you will get real with him, you won't have any problem seeing how real he is. He, he reflects to you many times the measure you start trying to measure back. And so listen, be open with God and be open to the season that you're in, Winter's Church, because God has planted you as a city set on a hill. Right here in this particular location, you're in a zone where God is about to release things that he could not release in the previous season. He's going to release in this season in a dramatic fashion. And he's about to scatter you into places, or not scatter the church, but but launch you into places, thrusting out those laborers. And not, listen, not, not just going out with words, but going out in demonstration. Because people don't need any more words. They need demonstration. They need believers who believe. And I'm going to tell you something. In order for you to actually conceive, you're going to have to believe. And listen, when you start believing, you start conceiving. I'm telling you, it's a, it's a matter of fact that when you start opening your heart up to really get a hold of what God says you're supposed to get a hold of, man, the impossible is all possible for you. And so I tell you what, I think you ought to say this to the Lord say, Lord, I want all you have for me. Lord, I want all you have for me. Amen. Zechariah chapter four. Let me set this up tonight. In verse 1, this is an interesting passage of Scripture. I've had this come to me several times over the last year. And I was actually shocked when the Lord brought this to me and said, I want you to go up there and I want you to deliver this. Every time it's a little bit different, but it's the same gist. I think it's actually a much broader word. i am telling you, you want to know where the true church is, it's going to be the church that walks in power. Now the angel who talked with me, this is that prophet Zechariah, the angel that talked with me came back to me. And wake me up as a man who has wakened out of his sleep. And he said to me, "What do you see?" Everybody say, "What do you see?" Do you see? And so he, I said, "I'm looking." And there's a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl on top of it, and on the seven of the sand, seven lamps, with seven pipes to the seven lamps. Two trees, olive trees, are, are by it, one on the right of the bowl and the other on its left. And so I answered and spoke to the angel who talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? And the angel who talked with me answered me and said to me, Do you not know what these are? And he said, No, my Lord. And he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Everybody say Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? You shall become a plain, and it shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple, and his hands shall also finish it, and then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you, for who has despised the day of small things? For these seven rejoiced to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. They are the eyes of the Lord which scan to and fro throughout the whole earth. Interesting passage. There's some things here that I want to try to draw out before we uh, go into the second part of, of, of a similar account. And one of them is this name Zerubbabel. This whole vision, God says, this is the word to this guy. Zerubbabel, the governor. He was the governor during an interesting period of time called the Restoration Period. This is after the carrying away into Babylon. And so this is a number of years down the road when transition was happening and God had uh, led them to lay the stone, the first stone of the foundation to get that foundation started to rebuild the temple. And everybody was excited, but there was a lot of discouragement that began to set itself in. And this governor, Zerubbabel, this interesting character, who was also a spiritual leader at the time, was being spoken to by one of the restoration prophets, Zechariah, Haggai. These were known as restoration prophets. They were guys that God raised up while, while the transition was going on to try to get some things right and reset. Zerubbabel is a name that means sown in Babel, sown in Babel. Babel is the word that describes confusion. It was a description of somebody who had been sown in the midst of confusion. If there's ever a time that we've got Babel going on all over the place, it is right now. I've lived a little while. I'm not by any means old. i got a lot of young in me yet. But I'm telling you, I've lived long enough to have known a different time when there wasn't the noise that's railing all the time now. All the ability we have, the access we have to so many voices, there is so much confusion Just think about that realm of COVID. Think about the realm of what the news tells you. About the economy or about the politics or about what's going on around the world. You don't know what the truth is to save your life listening to all these different voices. Everybody's got a perspective. And here we are with a word of the Lord been given to us while we have been sown deliberately by God in the midst of Babel. The church, God knows how to plant us right in the middle of confusion because He wants something to spring up that brings some order to something that the devil tries to destroy. There's a lot of people out there that God loves, and I'm telling you, He loves His people. God loves you, and He's not going to allow us to go without a word from Him in the midst of a confusing time. This governor, Zerubbabel, this word or this title that he had describes not only his position of authority, but also his function in authority. It's describing to him someone that regulates the flow. Governors, I don't know if you understand this or not, we think of them only as the people at the top that rule. But really, governors, that word is a specific word that describes a regulator. A regulator that determines how this thing is going to go. What speed is it going to go? What tempo is it going to go? What flow is it going to go? Listen, we've, when you're in your home and you're a parent in your home, you are the one that sets the regulation, sets the flow of what goes on with your kids. You determine how fast they can go, how slow they can go. You're not trying to control them. You're trying to help them as they develop and as they grow. God had raised up this Zerubbabel, this governor, for right then at that particular time to regulate a flow. And he needed that word as he had been sown in the midst of Babel to stand there and hear what God says and to actually see it in vision form. The lamp stands represents God's prophetic word to the one called Zerubbabel, and demonstrated not only God's presence. I want you to get this. It demonstrated not only God's presence, but it, but it demonstrated the Lord's unlimited supply to fulfill his word. There were lampstands that were full of oil, and then there were olive trees on each side to supply everything that needed to go in them lampstands because what do lamps do? They burn, they shine light. What do we do? We burn with the light of the Lord and we shine light. The church is worthless if she doesn't shine her light. There is so much going on in the body of Christ today where we've taken our light, we put it under a basket, and we've hidden it because we've been ashamed at what others would say if we shined our light. I'm telling you, it's a time to not be ashamed anymore. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believes it. I believe it so much that I've sold my life. I don't know how you come into this thing, but I'm telling you, I grew up in church as a child listening to all those end time sermons. And we all heard about the Antichrist going to come up one of these days with a mark of the beast and chop your head off if you did not give your life to the Lord, or you, if you didn't take his mark. And I'm telling you, we grew up like that. So when it came time to get saved, you know, we literally understood that when I go up there, that might be my fate, but I'm giving my all. I'm gonna, Jesus gave his all. I'm going to give my all. And you lay down your life. Everybody say, I'm in it all the way. All the way. We got to be in it all the way. These are, these are peculiar times, strange times. Unusual times. I've never been scared of it. I've believed literally all my life that I would be an end-time believer, end-time preacher. I believed all my life that we were living in the time before the coming of the Lord. And we were going to see all those peculiar things the Bible talks about before the coming of the Lord. I suggest to you, listen, you want to be on the first bus out. Amen. So be right. Be in the place where your fire's hot and burning we live in a time where the devil's trying to put our light out he's trying to quench our fire he's trying to discourage us water us down he's trying to get us to compromise almost on every side and we need to once again trust the Lord the Lord knows how to get it done I want you to understand that word of the Lord to Zerubbabel Zerubbabel this ain't going to happen this ain't going to happen out of your own effort This isn't going to happen out of your own strength. It's not by might nor by power. It's going to be by His Spirit. So I'm going to tell you, the Bible tells us listen, even if you're struggling with things in the flesh, the answer, some of us, we make the answer out, well, I just don't want to sin. I don't want to sin. I don't want to sin. Listen, get full of the Holy Ghost. Get full of the Holy Ghost, and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. I'm telling you, you know, every time I've been full of the Holy Ghost, I ain't been depressed. Every time I've been in full of the Holy Ghost, I haven't been in fear. In fact, I'm going to tell you, when you get full of the Holy Ghost, you're bold as a lion. You'll run right into that burning dude, man. I mean, you'll go at yanking people out. Hallelujah. You know, when I was a kid, the devil used to torment me with night terrors all the time. I used to see a dark figure at the foot of my bed. You just scare the willies out of me. I'd tell the adults about it, and they'd say, well, you need to watch what you eat before you go to bed. Man, as I grew up and got filled with the Holy Ghost, I realized the devil was just trying to sour a lot of things in my life, so I would stay away from anything. But I, I determined, listen, he wasn't going to get the best of me. Man, I'll tell you, the devil knows this about our life. you go punch me in the nose, you're going to get one back. I'm sorry to say it, but listen, that's the way I feel about it. Some people get scared about that, but not me. It's like, you know, you, you don't want to walk around the devil, don't even know who you are. There's a lot of Christians, I think he don't even know who they are because they never, ever embark on the journey with what they're really carrying on the inside. If you're going to tread on serpents and on scorpions, that means there's going to be somebody screaming under your feet. Amen. So one more time, say, I'm in it all the way. way. Amen. Now let's look at another passage of Scripture. Haggai, Haggai however you want to say it, chapter 2 and verse 1. Listen, God's Spirit is the real source that we should rely on and tap into. This is how it's going to get done in your life. Listen, I'm not against skills or education or training. All those things are great. All those things come in handy. There's times I wished I had more of it. I never got to do any of that. Everything I've got to do as a preacher, I learned along the way. I thought I was going to go to Christ for the Nations when I was a young man. I was planning on going without a dime in my pocket. I, I, uh, I, I was going to go by faith. I thought I was unique, but I found out there's a whole lot of young people that do that very same thing. But I stopped by the church to say goodbye to my pastor that morning on my way down to Dallas. And he said, oh, well, good. Well, you, I want you to be blessed and have a good time. We want to release you. But however, there might, there's a ministry opportunity that's come open. We'd like to see if you were interested in it. And I'm like, ding, 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 ding. So I took the ministry opportunity instead of going to training. And that's good and that's bad in some ways. But I've been in it ever since. Hallelujah. In the seventh month, on the 21st day of the month, the word of the Lord came by Haggai, the prophet, saying, Speak now to Zerubbabel the son of Shealtiel, the governor of Judah, and Joshua, the son of Jehoshadak, the high priest, to the remnant of the people, saying, Who is left among you who saw this temple in its former glory? And how do you see it now? Everybody say, How How? do you see it now? In comparison with it, is it not in your eyes as nothing? You realize what he's saying to him. And this is not just a word to Zerubbabel. This is actually a word to a previous generation. This is a word to people who saw something in the past that they weren't seeing right now that looked like what it used to look like. And this word of the Lord was a a work by God to shift a paradigm, to shift a perspective, to shift the viewpoint of what we're looking at. I've been listening, and I don't hear it from this house. You guys have got it going on. but I've heard it from too many Christians over the last couple of years, three years. Ever since all this stuff started shifting around, there's too much fear. There's too much worry and too much criticism. Too much criticism about what young people are up to these days. I think that one of the curses the body of Christ and especially its leaders need to break nowadays is the curses that have been spoken over the younger generation by the older generation. Listen, in the house of the Lord it ought not be like that. Listen, if you don't know God, you don't know God. But if you know God, we got to be careful about how we're talking about the people coming up because sometimes we are binding them with things and cursing them when we should be mentoring them and loving them and being examples to them and carrying something that they can really catch from us from the Lord. Who saw this temple in its former glory, and how do you see it now? Yet now, verse 4 says, Be strong, Zerubbabel, says the Lord, and be strong, Joshua, son of Jehoshaddek, the high priest. Be strong, all of you people of the land, says the Lord, and work, for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. So, this word was to a generation that had come out of that Babylon, come out of the land of Israel, the land of Judah, who saw the temple and all of its beauty, they saw it get wiped out. And now this small thing is happening. And he's challenging them, not just what it is they see, it's easy to describe what it is you see, but it's much more difficult to think about how you're looking at what you're looking at. Because that is the calculation formula that will cause you to arrive at a conclusion. And you have to be careful about those kinds of things. There is one thing about walking with the Lord and growing in the Lord is you let God work on how you calculate. You don't just hear the word of the Lord, but you hear the word of the Lord. And every one of us have the capacity when we hear it, it transposes itself into a view. It transposes itself in the sight. And listen, sight is a good thing. When I was born again, when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I started seeing. But I realized over the course of time that the way I interpreted what I was seeing, what I thought it was that I was looking at. It's amazing, you know, in my time, and I know Pastor Ziggy's the same way, there was lots and lots of young preachers back then. I'm telling you, there was herds of young preachers, young preachers who were begging the pastor, could I preach, can I preach, can I preach? They were hanging around just for a, maybe they could say a prayer, maybe they got to read a scripture, maybe they got to help. It was just all over the body of Christ. I love that. I'm looking for that again. I believe it's going to happen again. I believe that preachers are rising up in herds again. And we got to let it happen when it starts happening and help them and thank God for them. But sometimes if we're not careful, we're looking at that and we, we always we automatically see the problems. I know as a pastor, sometimes I'm looking at the stuff that needs to get fixed in a person's life. You can see it. A real pastor can see it. A real shepherd can look over his flock and he knows there's stuff out there. It's not just them And everything's got it. They got it all together. They got stuff going on, and God's assigned you to help them work through that. But you got to learn to never look at it with a critical spirit. A critical spirit is not the spirit of God. When we're looking at all the new and the bling, boy, things have changed in the last 20 years in the body of Christ. You know, we didn't have lights like this 20 years ago. We didn't have the music that we have like we do 20 years ago. In fact, when I came into Spiritfield Church, I came in with my guitar and my distortion box, and I listened to that music, and I wanted to tweak it. And so I let it rip, tater chip, and I'm telling you, they like to come unglued because the devil was in the house. Even later on when my mentor, my, my father, Pastor Tom, I, I, he w- we were in the church, and there were some young preachers up there, young Christians up there on the worship team, and that young man did the same thing I did several years before. He did it then. And boy, Pastor just, just said, no, and just shut it down. But things have changed. We've realized that those are just techniques and methods. You know, we stumble over the methods. We tend to stumble over things that we shouldn't stumble over that are really not important. And I like it. It's kind of cool. I like the things that are going on in the body of Christ today. But we knew a long time ago that the previous move of God tended to persecute the new move of God. And I've determined I'm not going to be that person. I'm not going to persecute the new move of God just because it doesn't fit where I was at during the time I saw the move of God. I heard a wise minister named Lester Summerall, say, many, many years ago. They said, well, how in the world have you started out so young and you're still relevant when you're old? And he said, well, that's real simple. I learned to adjust and change. I learned not to get stuck in a previous season. I learned that when God's season shifted, I shifted with it, which I know for that man of God required him to adjust how he saw what it was he was looking at. Hallelujah. So God did did uh, he asked him not what is it do you see but how is it that you see. I want you to think about this. The one what what one sees is circumstantial. How one sees identifies his filters, his paradigm, his window through which he judges. What holds the past How I got to here, how has the potential for you to embrace a new and a better future? Everybody say this, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Say it one more time, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. That Hebrew phrase thinketh means how he calculates how he calculates the formula. It speaks of the formulas used to arrive at a conclusion. How do you come up with the answer? And I'm saying this to you because sometimes previous seasons, we have this way of, uh, of a nostalgia over previous seasons to such a degree sometime that we can't embrace the new season that we're in. I'm going to tell you I learned as a pastor that once you change something, I, mean, I knew of a church in our, in our town that we first started in. They had a, a dove over the baptistry, this blue, whitish blue dove. And I mean, this new pastor come in here. And I, one time I was up there doing a funeral, and I got to see that dove. And that dove was dusty. It was dirty. You couldn't see it from out there in the pew, but you could see it up there. I mean, it was coated with a layer of dust that was incredible. It was surprising it could even shine. Well, this new pastor come along. And he decides, well, that's been there a long time. Let's get rid of the dove. And so he gets rid of the dove. And, man, they booted him out of that church before he could say Jack Robinson. I mean, it was gone because he took the Holy Ghost out of the church. Sometimes we're holding on. I'm using that as a funny, but listen. Sometimes we're holding on to previous seasons, previous things. And there is a time to let go. There's a time to say, you know what, I don't know everything. You know, there's, a, there's a, a time to say to myself, you know what, self, you haven't lived through everything. There's still a lot of life to live, a lot of growing to do, a lot of change needs to happen in me. And you want to be the believer that changes from season to season. If you want to do what Pastor Ziggy said and go from faith to faith, that requires a change of how you see what it is you see. Sometimes we look at the world around us and all the babble and all the confusion and we say, I don't know how it'll ever get done. I don't know if any good can come out of Galilee. I don't know if something supernatural can really help this mess. But I got news for you. Man, when God decides to flip that switch in that dynamic way... I'm telling you, they'll even argue with you while they're talking in tongues, and they won't even know what's happening to them. Something supernatural. I'm telling you, things have happened. I have watched people. I've watched people of other religions come up and challenge different things in church services in the past, and the power of God just laid them out. I didn't do a thing. Just walked over to greet them. Boom, they fall on the floor. They don't know what to do with that. At the time, I didn't know what to do with that. God loves to mess with the paradigm. I've seen times in the house of the Lord where the worship team could not worship. They could not leave the prayer room. They could not come out because everybody was laid out. And anybody that got near them fell too. And I was a mad pastor. Boy, I was trying to drag them out of that room. You've got to sing. We've got to sing. We can't have church if we don't sing. You get up off that floor. We're going to sing. And I'm trying to drag them out the door and uh, no avail. And by the time i got mad, I'm, I'm mad. Somebody's messed with this. Nobody gave an altar. I mean, it was so dynamic that particular service. People were getting saved, and there was no altar. This man come up to me and said, "I need to get saved." I said, "Wait, wait till the altar call." People were throwing money all over the altar. I said, "Wait, wait for the offering basket. Wait." And I'm so mad. I'm red. I'm telling you, I'm mad. And the Holy Ghost just speaks to me and says, is this your church or mine? And he said this to me. He said, did you buy this church with your blood or did I? And then he said to me, and I'm telling you, you don't want the Lord to talk to you like this. But he said to me, he said, if you won't do what I told you to do, I'll find somebody who will. You know what happened to me right then? What I saw did not matter anymore. How I saw it changed dramatically. How I saw the temple, how I saw the house, how I saw the people, how I saw my life changed dramatically. The God who bought the house rules the house. He's looking for a yielded people. God Loves to nail us down to help us reevaluate before we're about to progress into what it is we're going into. Hallelujah. He doesn't do it to discourage us, He does it so that we are not tainting another generation and another season with stuff we don't need to be carrying into there. Because whether you know this or not, you know, we're so powerful as a people, we're contagious. And I have seen just as many who carried a powerful anointing for good also carry a lot of stuff with them. And they're carrying that around and spreading it too. And boy, when God gets a hold of that stuff and starts adjusting that, I regret. You know, some of those sermons I preached when I was young, I'm glad that those tapes don't last forever In fact, I found one of them the other day and I was looking at it and like chunk in the trash, you know, it's like, I'm not going to keep it. Everybody say, I want God to help me see. Now say this, say, God, I want you to help me about how I see. Listen, God knows how to get you where you're going to get. He knows how to get this thing done the way he wants to get it done. You can't look around and say and start counting everything that you do not have. Start looking at what it is you do have. Because listen, I'm going to tell you something about you, Winner Church. You are rich. You are rich. I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about you are. What we just went through during the praise and the worship was dynamic. I went from the place of, of, uh, you know, excited to the place I'm in. I mean, it's a transferring ability where it takes you right into the throne room of God. I mean, I love it when I'm so deep in I don't want to quit. And I don't care what time it is. And I don't care what I got to do tomorrow. And I just don't care anymore about anything that I've been fretting about and worrying about. My God, let's come into the house and forget about ourselves and worship Him. Amen. God wanted a previous generation who had seen and had experienced and had lived in the past not to taint and not to discourage the younger generation with all the negatives that they had experienced. We can always tell you stories, but it's never wise to share them out of a contempt. Sometimes we're sharing wisdom, we think, but we're really spreading a poison if we're not careful because we're too critical Boy, it was an adjustment for me to have people on their phones during church. And, you know, you're always going to have a clown that's always going to be on a game or Facebook or social media or something. You're a newly married man, I'm telling you. He's a a a I'm going to move them this way because I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it was quick, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. I had to learn to adjust. You know, it was a big adjustment for me when I first got into the thing to not sing out of a hymn book. It was a big adjustment to sing off the wall. And, you know, the rumors, well, they're singing off the wall in there. You know, your mind is like, what does that even mean? What does it mean to sing off the wall? Does that mean they're crazy? Does that mean they don't know what they're doing? And you go in there and they're actually a projector with a little girl that flips the thing and they're putting the words on the wall. And it's like adjustments, how you see it. Your first response is to be critical. Your first response is to say, well, we've never done it that way before. And to feel like what you did in the past was better than where God's trying to take you into. See, I'm kind of crazy enough to believe that when Jesus comes for the church, he ain't finding the church in fear over COVID, living in a cave, eating spam. I believe this. I believe Jesus is coming for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any such blemish. I'm crazy enough to believe that scripture. Some people say, well, don't you realize how many wrinkles the body of Christ has? How jacked up we are. Yeah, I do. But I'm going to tell you something. One, one touch from God, one move from God, and all of a sudden those wrinkles get worked out. The spots get removed. I think we think there's far more spots than it probably actually is just because we're looking for spots. I think we like to look for the dirt instead of looking for the gold. Some people tell me at the church, you know, don't you know that this person's doing this and this person's doing that? I say, well, yeah, I do know that, but I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for the other side of that. I'm looking for them to get out of that mess and live for God with all of their heart. I see the potential in them. I'm not looking for that dirt. I'm helping to shovel that stuff out of the way. We're not looking for that. We're getting it out of the way. Amen. I would challenge you this. Jesus said something to us that we don't pay attention to. Jesus told us that those those sins that you retain will be retained, and those sins that you remit will be remitted. The church doesn't believe that. The Catholics believe that, but Pentecostal charismatic churches don't believe that. But listen to me. You know what that means? That means sometimes we're looking at the city. We're looking at the world and we're counting all their sins and we're thinking somehow God's going to get them for all the bad that they're doing and we need to just say, God, we're not going to hold Oklahoma City's sins against them anymore. Lord, yeah, they've been doing all that stuff, but we forgive that and we want you to forgive that. God, we're just releasing them right now. Lord, we don't want them to be under the bondage of that anymore. And you watch what God can do in the atmosphere where the body of Christ isn't trying to be the high potentate, and we're actually being Jesus in the earth. Amen. You start releasing things like that, it changes how you live in the world that you live in. Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. Abraham is described in the scripture by Paul as it is written, I've made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed God who gives life to the dead and calls those things, calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Do we we still do that? Do we still get a hold of the promise of God so much that it becomes so real that we start calling it into existence? I'm not talking about just money or things. I'm talking about our life. (laughs) Sometimes some of us are going through marriage issues and we're, we're saying it's that one you gave me that's causing me all the trouble. I'm going to tell you something about being married. You know, you don't, you don't honor people where they are. You honor them where they're supposed to be. And honor unlocks a door and helps something around. I'm going to tell you something about men. Just, just from the perspective of a man, he's going to gravitate to the place that he finds the most honor. And I'm going to tell you, when he finds honor at work and can't find it at home, that's a shame. I'll tell you, when you start honoring, but well, he's not living, he ain't, listen, honoring, honoring is unlocking something. I mean, my wife, when we first got married, you know, I was still a little boy and she finished raising me. I wouldn't take out the trash. That trash was piling up in the corner and she'd say, honey, would you take out the trash? And I, I, yeah, and then I wouldn't. You know why? Because I didn't hear my wife say, Would you help me by taking out the trash? I heard my mama. And I was in rebellion against my mama. I was living in rebellion against my mama, and my wife somehow turned into the voice of my mama. And you know what? That trash piled up there, and I got madder and madder every time she had asked me, and I'd just be deeper in rebellion. And then one day, she just quit asking. And, you know, I don't even know how long it went by, but I walked by and I saw that trash there. And, you know, I said, you know, that's a shame. That's a, sh- that's, a re- that's a real shame that trash is built up. And you hear the Lord on the inside say, well, why don't you do something about it? And She don't have to do that any. She never had to. She has never had to do that anymore. I decided to grow up. I decided I, I, need to, I need to quit being a rebellion against my parents and transferring that into the new thing that God has brought to me. You realize how many ghosts we're fighting over stuff like that? We're still mad while we're sitting in this church because of the last pastor and what he did in us at that, that church or that deacon. Man, Why did he get quiet? I'm just assuming you all were here forever. You never had another pastor. We're mad in this job because of the boss in the last job. We don't like the people in this town, and we carried that from the last town we lived in where those rotten people lived. And our paradigm needs to adjust and needs to change. Are we on assignment or are we not? Do we have something from heaven to deliver or are we always trying to get, 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 get and soak it in? Listen, I'm all for receiving. But the point of receiving is so that you have something in your hand to deliver. Abraham, the Bible says, who contrary to hope, in hope believed. You know, that's expectancy. Hope is a future tense faith, hope is a faith that looks down the road and expects something good to happen. The Bible is trying to tell us that there was no earthly reason whatsoever that Abraham should believe for anything good, but he chose. Everybody say, he chose. He chose, he chose to release his faith and expect anyway contrary to his circumstances. I believe that Winter's Church is placed strategically right here in this place for this season of time and to expect and believe for good things to come contrary to all the evidence, all the confusion, all the lies the enemy is trying to sow. Good things are in store for us in the future in Jesus' name. The best is yet to come.
3: Hallelujah.
1: My last verse of Scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26, Paul said, You see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. He didn't say not any, but he said not many. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound or put to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. You realize he's talking about us. You realize he's talking about the church. You realize he's using and choosing words that describe a lens and how the world sees us and how the carnal sees us and how they're looking at us as Christians in this sect of believing. He's choosing to describe to us how they see us. And he tells us God chose us in spite chose us as weak things, chose us as foolish things. He chose us out of all of the masses and collected us as his people and calls us even base things. And he tells us this, that God chose us to bring to nothing things that are. I'm going to tell you there are strongholds over this city, I'm gonna tell you something that you—I don't know if you realize—that there's strongholds over this area right here. There are things that are trying to say, well, like faith. I think I'm dying again, but they, he told them when Moses said, "Let my people go," they've got to go worship the Lord. He said, "Oh well, okay, I'll let you go, but don't go too far." You know how many Christians are happy with that? They're really happy with not, being, not going too far. I'll tell you, sometimes the devil just corrals us with just a little bit of a carrot and says, you can have this much and I won't fight you over that. But you better not get too wild. Better not get too, You better stay inside those doors. You better not let anybody see. It better not be messing with any of my stuff. And you know, the whole point of our existence is we're going to mess with his stuff. We're going to mess with his stuff to where he gets his hands off of his stuff and it becomes our stuff. Amen. That's how much. Hallelujah. And right here in this zone, God has placed the people. He's placed the people and he's challenging you. And I want to say this to you. Allow God to change your paradigm. Allow God to cleanse your screen. Whatever you're looking at, when you're looking, even at people that you've walked with many, many years. You know, you walk with people a long time, and the long, you'll find this out the longer that you walk together. Is that you'll find things out about each other that you did not know, and not everything's going to be pretty. Not everything's going to be clean and nice and wonderful. But you know, the church ought to be the safest place for us to be able to be ourselves I'm not talking about being an excuse, but I'm talking about a place where you feel safe enough. It's real sad that sometimes we feel safer on a psychiatrist's couch than we do in the house of the Lord in the pastor's office. It's a shame that we can't tell our brothers and sisters the struggles that we're having without them telling somebody else and uncovering our nakedness. It's a shame that we can't go through a struggle and not be looked down upon with, by those who are still going through struggles but act like they don't have any problems whatsoever. Amen. I think when we understand, confess our faults one to another and pray one for another that you might be healed means that when we come together and understand that we are humans, but we have a treasure in an earthen vessel, and when we get together, there's a release of a dynamic that helps to heal us and bring us forward. When we start understanding that, Listen, we start developing into the church that shares something unique with the world around us. Because what they're needing out there in the demonstrations and the signs and the wonders, what will open their heart in all of the things that God will demonstrate to them is that there is a house called love. There is a house where they can be accepted. There is a house that they can be touched and changed and have a purpose to go forward in their life. God doesn't use just qualified people, my friends. God just uses the willing people that he can find. Everybody say, that's me. In fact, I'm going to tell you, you are an unlikely one that God put his finger on somewhere in the past and drew you in. And he's looking to use you to help touch other unlikely ones, some that have been given up and thrown into the ditch. God wants you to be the one that presents Jesus to them and lets that shine. Hallelujah. You know what? We gotta quit worrying about what the world thinks about us. We gotta really, really quit thinking about what the religious think about us. The religious never will like us, they'll always be critical. Man, I'm telling you, be cautious and careful about social media. When you get on YouTube and you start looking up preachers and, and you decide because somebody sowed some seed and that you hatched it out in your brain that you want to find out if this divine healing message is really of the devil and you punch that in and start finding all these preachers that are going to tell you why that can't possibly be real or right. My God, let's stay away from that junk. And I, I got new. Live, I've lived long enough that I've seen that come and go several times. It'll go. It'll come, and it'll, you know, prosperity. There, listen to me. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm glad you got the pastor you got because he ain't going to let you get off into a poverty spirit without going unchallenged. Amen. He's going to pull you right out of that thing. There's plenty of critics out there about the prosperity message. You know why? Because there's a real spirit of socialism and communism that is in the spirit realm working against the minds of the American people trying to tell them that to have stuff is a sin. You realize that? There's a lot of socialism and communism in the mentality of the American people today that is trying to tell them that having something in God is a sin. And that's a lie. If you believe that, look at your neighbor and say, you know, that's a lie. (laughs) Hallelujah. It is. It's a lie. Hallelujah. But you know what? God called you and he set you. And I come here to tell you, let God change the way you see. It 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 is so important that it's required in this season. It is so important. You know, there are times that you can go a while, but it's required because the capacity is expanding. Your tent is enlarging. There's more that God is delivering into your hand. You know, there are times in our life where God tries to get something into our hand that in the previous season we were too immature to handle. We were too young in the Lord or too blind to understand. There are so many things in my own life that when I was young, that people gave me that had no value at that particular time. I let it be set aside and lost that today I look back and think, I wished I had that again because I see the value of what I really had in my hand. But God is so good that he knows how to hold things for the maturing process that you go through. You're now entering into your own land, your own place, your own house, your own that God has set aside for Winner's Church. It is not a small thing, though it may look like a small thing just because of the dynamic of what you're looking at, but it is a large thing, and it will continue to grow, and it will continue to expand, and God's blessing is on you, and nothing can stop you but you. And I will challenge you tonight that if you can see it, There's a place God has set aside for you. There are things that God wants to deposit in you personally as well as corporately that he will use in this house and he will use in this season of time. If you will let God change the way that you see, there'll be many things that are in your hand right now that you have not seen the value of that you will now connect with and begin to use it. This is the time for Winners Church. 2022... Is a new year, but it is your year. It is the year of the best. It is the year that you will arise. It is the year that Winter Church will be that city that shines brightly on a hill. And I'm telling you, there will come a day very, very soon where you won't be able to hold everybody in here. and You'll have to figure things out. You'll have to figure out what are we going to do now. And you'll probably have to go to a couple of services, amen, to start out until you figure out what's going to go on. But I'm telling you, God's turning the switch on, and it's your time. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 I'm looking at Lewis over here. Lewis, can I minister to you just for a minute? Come here, brother. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I'm getting croaky. I'm not getting croaky because of COVID. It's because I preached my voice out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, you're wrapped in a big bubble wrap. Spiritually, you're wrapped up in bubble wrap so that you, you can't hit sharp edges. <laughs> and I see the hand of the Lord is just, just working on you and uh, protecting you and loving you and caring for you. You know, he cares for you. I would say this to you, my friend. There are things that you need to cast upon him, though. There are things that you carry as a burden in your life, in your heart, in your private life. And uh, the Lord is saying, I need you to throw that upon my shoulders and let me carry that so that I can care for you in the ways that will move you past. I see God working specifically on how you see some things. And uh, you're going to begin to get freer and freer and freer. Now, listen, I'm not saying that you're bad or anything. You're a great, great man, great man of God. But I'm telling you, my friend, uh, the season upon you, is that God's going to start peeling that bubble wrap off of you. And uh, he wants you to be kind of like Lazarus, you know. Uh, loose him and let him go. He's not in the tomb anymore. He's not. He's not the stone has rolled away, and you, you've you hopped out. And it's time to unwrap you. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to get unwrapped, and a new Lewis will be there. A different Lewis will be there. A much more mature, a much more strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because the Lord is the strength of your life. Let me pray for you because God's going to heal your heart today. Father God, I thank you for my friend. And I ask you, Father God, comfort him and comfort him and comfort him. And Lord, heal and restore. He bindeth up the brokenhearted. He lets the captive go free. And Lord, I thank you for my friend today. Pour on him the healing oil, the balm of Gideon. In the name of Jesus, be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed. Hallelujah. 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 And I'll venture to say this to you too, brother. Choose your words. Kind of make it it a point in your life that you're going to decide what it is that comes out of your mouth. It can't come out in the moments of passion. It can't come out in moments of pain and frustration as a response or reaction to that pain. But choose your response and steer your ship and determine in your life, I'm going somewhere. We're going somewhere. And we are going to arrive. Hallelujah. Choose your words. Speak life. Don't focus on the problems. Focus on being free and out of that. And the heavens over you, listen, them clouds, they're clearing up already. Hallelujah. I speak peace to your heart, my friend. Thank you. I thank Jesus for you. I thank Jesus for you. You have grown so much, my friend. Be healed. Be healed. Man of God, be healed. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Can I pray for you, Michael? Hallelujah. Man. (laughs) I don't have COVID. Good. Good. I did. (laughs) But it's gone. Praise the Lord. Father God, I thank you for this man of God tonight. And I pray over Michael. Michael, Michael. That's the name of a big old bad guardian angel, isn't it? Hallelujah! And you know what, my friend? I want you to lift that hand up to the Lord. You know what, my friend? Listen. I don't think you really comprehend to the degree, and maybe it's a good thing that you don't. But listen, there is a. You're like a. A, a unique armor bearer, a unique man, that stands in the gap. There are things that you that you deflect and cut off, and 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 you. It's just you being you. It never reaches the things the enemy tries to do. You just kind of steer it, and you've got such a non-threatening presence that it just turns. You're like a big goalie in the spirit. You just don't let the thing score. Hallelujah! You just don't. (laughs) You just don't let it score. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I'm going to step out here. Uh, You're extremely, extremely, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Tender on the inside. You're tough, but that's the outside. You can handle things and you don't complain. You're not a complainer. But I see the Lord protecting you, guarding that treasure inside of you. It's like a wheat kernel. It's just so precious. And as God draws that out, hallelujah, my brother, your influence is going to keep growing. And as this church grows, listen, the significance of your station, the significance of your place is going to carry great ramifications for the destiny of this church because there'll be men of God that will say, you know what? I'm not called to be like my pastor but I'm called to be like Michael I'm called to reflect like him I need to learn I need to learn what he's doing I need to know what he knows I need to figure that out I need to catch his spirit and as that grows and develops in this church and in this ministry this will be an army of men that'll stand with their wives and their children and reflect some things this generation so desperately needs Hallelujah Michael Salazar. I tell you today in Jesus name that God's going to use that because you are a protector, you're a covering. and you know what you've grown into that. It wasn't that that was never not in your heart, but you've really grown into understanding hey, it's important to be spiritual. It's important to know the it's important to walk with the Lord. It's important to cover my house. It's important to be where I'm supposed to be and to do what I'm supposed to do, whether I feel like it or not. And you are good at being able to set yourself aside and let God be God. And that will have great fruit. It's like a seed kernel that falls to the ground and dies, and it'll bear as much fruit. So I declare over you in Jesus' name, my friend. Begin to pray, begin to ask the Lord, begin to say, God, expand, stretch me out, help me to understand and comprehend what I am not seeing right now, and take me where you want me to go. I'm willing, I'm yielded, and I'm ready. Hallelujah. I think you should say, I'm ready, God. Praise the Lord. And I think as you pray over that and you keep that before God, you know, there are times that God just has, it's not that he's deaf, but it's like it draws us out and we get more hungry and and almost like a a desperation hunger. It's not like an evil desperation, but it's like a desperation where it's like, I I just got to have that. I got to have what I'm called to do. I've got to have it. And I'm telling you, God will meet you and, and help you with that in Jesus' name. Bless you in Jesus' name. And I just declare over you, brother, his hand is on you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. I love you. God bless you. Amen. We need armor bearers in the church. We need armor bearers in the house. Hallelujah. 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 I love I love you, brother. I love your ministry. I thank God for you. Me and my wife, we we left. We got it's like a father. He's just a father. And I thank God for you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Can I pray for you? Amen. I I don't have I, I don't think I've seen you before, have I? No. All right. What's your name?
3: My name is Carrie.
1: Carrie. Do you go to church somewhere, Terry? uh, Carrie. Carrie, Carrie. All right. You know the Lord? Yes. Praise God. Praise God. Well, I want to pray for you. Are you feeling good? All right. good. Good. All right. Let me pray for you. So, Lord, I thank you so much for Carrie. I ask in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would renew and restore some things that have been lost. I ask you to to help him and gather back up. Lord, there are things that he would like to have happen, but they're just outside of grasp. And I pray, and Lord, I just see that there are some things he just kind of, I hate to use the word give up on, but he's just like, I don't know, I I can't do anything about that. I can't do anything about that. Lord, I'm asking you to resolve it. I see a great uh, move of God to resolve things and settle things and to close the book on some things and to release you into a new season. And so I pray over you today in Jesus name that the best that God has for you will begin to materialize and with it will come the passion, the desire, the fire, the zeal, the hope, the expectation, all of those things that exhibit a move of God in your life. And I declare over you, my friend, blessing, blessing, blessing. God, work out the things. Make the road straight again. Lord, it needs to go straight instead of this way and that way. And, Lord, make it sure and make it certain. I bless my brother in Jesus' name. Lord, though outside it's all good, I pray for inside to be good too. And, Lord, he's one that, Lord, if he believes it, he's in. So, Father, I'm asking you to turn the flame on. Yep, flame on. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Have you ever, have you ever thought of yourself in the ministry or anything? <laughs>
3: yes, I have. Yes, I have. <laughs> wow. Yeah? Yeah,
1: sure right. have. Praise God. Well, you know, I'm just going to tell you, it's coming around again. It's coming around again.
3: I felt the door
1: before. Huh? You felt the door before? Alright. Well, it's coming around. And I see I see the, the road. That's what I felt like I should pray. The road straighten out. So that things make sense again. Because you know what? You're just not going to be happy and fulfilled as a human being until that begins to work like it's supposed to. It's like that's just an itch that how do I scratch? that's you. And here it is. It's coming around again. Jesus, I think you ought to start praying for it. and just say, Lord, I don't know how. It's outside of reach. I don't know how to get it, but I want you to help me. He's going to start revealing how that will come about. So you be willing and don't stumble over man. Men are men. You know, and they all got stuff. And we all got belief systems too that maybe uh, are kind of you know need to to have adjustments where we don't agree on everything but just because of that doesn't mean that God may not connect because I see that happening God connecting you and these are going to be people that will be lifelong people amen so I bless you my friend in Jesus name amen amen praise the Lord hallelujah praise God Praise God, Ayla. I need I need to pray for you and Ty. Ayla said, "You're not getting out of here without praying for me." Tammy, can come help me. Hallelujah. Thank you. I'm sorry. Looking at that guy right back there in that turn. I'm looking at you, my friend. There's an angel right behind you. And he's got his hand on your shoulder, and uh, and he's doing this. He's like right back here. He's just doing this. He's letting me know. So can I pray for you? Hallelujah. <laughs> What's your name? Well, I can see your shirt. Are you a Salazar? You're a nephew. Well, that's a great family to be a part of. Hallelujah. You know Jesus? Yes, I do. Yeah, amen. You've been born again. I have not yet. All right. Let's do this. Would you mind? Just close your eyes, lift your hands to the Lord for me just for a moment. And I want you to say this. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for being my Lord and Savior. I believe in you. You are the Son of God, the only Son of God. And I decide today. I put all my faith and trust in you. I need you to help me today. Come into my heart. I want to be born again. And I'm asking today for that radical change. I invite you to be the Lord of my life. I believe in my heart. God has raised you from the dead. You are alive and you are my king. And Lord, I will serve you. All the days of my life, I need the Holy Spirit to help me, to fill me, and to guide me. I need your power to live. And so I surrender today and thank you for everything you've done for me. My life is your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let me pray for you, my friend. Father, I thank you today. Lord, for my brother, in Jesus' name, bless him, encourage him, strengthen him, and fill him with the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. Thank you. I'm glad to meet you. Praise God. Hey, in ten thousand years in heaven, we'll have lunch. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I mean, I can't wait for that first church dinner in heaven. I'm going to eat a lot. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hold hands. Hold hands. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm coming over there in a minute. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Boy, I'm going to tell you, the plumb line has been set right. And you know what the grace of God is so on you guys nothing can stop you I would encourage you the hardest thing the hardest thing for you Ty is to pace yourself that's the hardest thing you, you're, you're one of those you want it now I mean it's like I'm in or I'm out I'm in or I'm out but I'm in and I want it all and it's hard not to get it all in one big helping but it's coming let it grow. Let it develop. Stay faithful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Father, would you mind having me just laying hands on Ayla here? Father God, we just pray for them to be blessed, to be increased, to be fruitful and multiplied. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. Am I allowed to pray that? Yeah, double. It's like the Brady Bunch. (laughs) Yep, the Harper Bunch, amen. Praise God. Father, we pray over them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, the gifts of the Holy Ghost, I declare in Jesus' name them to come into operation like they need to lord i believe in this brother's heart he's been reaching he's been scratching he's been saying i know it works because i've seen it in my own life and i want to get back to that particular place where it works like it used to work and i'm declaring to you let it work let it work now let it work in operation that you've known and even more hallelujah in jesus mighty name the lid take the lid off god In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Bless my sister in Jesus' name. Thank you for the anointing that she carries. Hallelujah. And Lord, this is unstoppable duo. Lord, we bless them today. Unstoppable, unstoppable, unstoppable together. Together you're good. Apart you're not. Remember that apart you're not good together you're good Go ahead, be sure you don't run away and leave her and be sure you don't lag behind but leader hallelujah and ayla there's going to be times you're going to be going i don't know if we should do that maybe you've already been there most wives have But uh, you need to trust God in him. Hallelujah. Because sometimes you won't agree with it, but the heart you have to follow the Lord will cause things to work in a better way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And love him. Just love him. Hallelujah. And love her. Love her. Care for her. Together you're good. Apart you're not together you're good in Jesus name hallelujah hallelujah you ever thought about needing to hire some people to help you yeah I think that's coming yeah I think that's coming I think that business is going to grow but you got to understand that business is only a donkey to carry the stuff always remember that that business is only the donkey to carry this stuff it's, it's not the stuff. <laughs> and So uh, let, it, let God grow it. Let God grow it. And it doesn't surprise me at all. Hallelujah. You're a good man. And I love you. I knew you when you was young. Was you, it's been 13 years. Has it been 13 years? Good grief. 13 years. I love y'all. Bless you in Jesus' name. Can I minister to you, right, real quick? Yes, you're right there. Yes, you remind me of Tyrus. Amen. <laughs> Boy, you are a big guy. I knew you stood up back there. It was like, wow. You know, it's like it's like the Salazar's have their name out tonight. Yeah, God's picking on the Salazar's. Hallelujah. You know Jesus? Yeah. You kind of know him or you do know him? I know him pretty good, yeah. Oh, pretty good. <laughs> okay. Have you been saved? Yeah. All right. And you serving him? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, that, that tells me.
3: Amen.
1: <laughs> 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 well, would you mind if we pray? All right. I want you to hold your hands up. Church, if you wouldn't mind tonight, would you just close your eyes and stick your hands out this way? Hallelujah. I think God's about to fix something. Say this with me. Say this, Lord Jesus. I believe with all my heart you are God and King. I believe you rose from the dead. You are alive. Live in me. I invite you in to reign on the throne of my heart and I surrender I surrender Lord and I'm going to listen to your voice and I'm going to follow what you say so tonight in Jesus name I believe is a turning point point. and I ask for the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon me and fill my life I don't want to be alone, I don't want to live alone, I need God. So walk with me Lord, I'm willing and I take you by the hand. I declare in Jesus name, my life is yours. Wash me of all my sins in the precious blood of Jesus and wipe my record clean. I thank you, God, that right now I have a clean slate. You don't remember anything, and I don't want to remember anything. So I want to walk out of here tonight a new man. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now let me pray for you because I see this big boulder in, in the road, big stone, big, big rock. And it's like you're trying to get around it, and you can't figure out how to get around it. And, well, you're not going to have to worry about that. Amen. So, Father God, I don't know what that rock is or that stone in the path, but I just think tonight is fixed. In Jesus' name. Lord, he is safe to turn loose now. <laughs> he, is, he is safe where he can walk the path right. So, Father, let your hand rest on him and bless him, increase him, teach him your ways, instruct him in your word, Lord, turn this story into a mighty, mighty testimony. In Jesus' name, thank you for him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah, my friend. Praise God. Awesome. What's your name? Bo. Bo. Man, I am glad to see you. Are you ready? Okay. I knew that's what I knew that's what you was coming for. I want you to put your hands up. Would you? Say, Lord Jesus. I surrender my life it's yours tonight never again while I ever go back I have nothing to go back to so I put my eyes on you and I give you all my heart forgive me Lord for all of my sins cleanse me in your precious blood give me a new life a new start I believe Jesus is Lord I believe he rose from the dead I believe he's moved in and seated on the throne of my heart I declare Jesus you are Lord you are God and you are king there is no other king there is no other ruler nothing else is going to rule my life again. Thank you, Father, for delivering me from all the tyrants that have manipulated my life. Thank you, Lord, for breaking every addiction, every bondage, and every chain. Tonight, I'm a new man. And Lord, I thank you that the best is yet to come. Lord, put it in me. To be able to love people and care for people genuinely and sincerely, wanting nothing in return. Only the Holy Ghost can do that. And I thank you tonight. And this is a new bow. The old bow is dead, he's in the grave and gone. I'm a new creature, and I'm going to live for you. Give me the power of the Holy Ghost. I need the power. Fill me tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let me pray for you. Father, from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, let the fire of God go through him. And may he never, ever, ever be the same. In Jesus' name. I break every word that's been spoken against you. I release you from every false expectation. And I declare to you, you are free to be a servant of the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We be getting born again in this house. Amen.
3: Ha! Come on! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah!
1: mara Mama mara 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 Hallelujah Ha Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Boy, I sure love you, Gabe. I sure love you. You know, I'm telling you, you are one of the most favorite people in my entire life. I'm telling you. You are one of my most favorite people in my entire life. You are are completely different than than anything I've ever encountered. (laughs) I've known you since you was born, and I'm telling you, God's got good things for you. I think you ought to, I don't know if you were here this morning, but you ought to plug in to what the brother was talking about. Okay. Praise God. Amen. I, I'm telling you, that's true. That is so true. I love you and I bless you. You're always, I always love seeing you. I love hanging out with him. Amen. Huh? Oh, yeah. praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hey, young lady in the sound booth. Praise the Lord. Can I pray for you? Can I pray? Are y'all okay? Are y'all okay? Am I, am I holding you too long? Praise God. Yes, I'd love to pray for you. Take me, come help me pray. You know, you're precious, man. I was watching you over there. That's so sweet. I mean, you just got it going on. What's your name? Oh, you already knew. the Lord you're precious you know can I just tell you something I see the Lord and I I never have had a word like this ever I see the Lord bumping you up into the place where you're going to be in the zone where the cool people you're going to be considered one of the cool people amen people are going to want to hang out People are going to love you. Well, no, I'm 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 not meaning that. And but I'm just meaning that God's God's going to make it where people are surrounding you, and they're being drawn to you, and you're going to minister to them, and you're just going to do it in the way that it's in you. God's got a plan for you, and it's not going to be normal. It's not going to be like you know big shows and out here and doing all this. It's just going to be people are. Going touch them and you know what you've been through stuff and all the stuff that you've been through all that stuff is uh released anointings in you you care you know that you're actually a person that cares and i love you and i don't even really know you but man i'm like pray for me Let's pray. I'm going to pray for you. Tammy, let's pray for her. When when, when, when we do here? April, man, right around the corner. Well, y'all got kids. Y'all are going to start birthing kids like we do, amen. It's just, we've just been birthing herds. Herds and litters, amen. Father God, we thank you so much for our precious sister tonight. And I just ask the hand of God to iron out the details work out everything that's in the path. I see a knot that needs to be untangled and uh, (laughs) God's going to untangle that knot tonight. You're not going to walk out with a knot. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray for the inside of her to be free and at peace and at rest and the expectation and the hope of a future because that's what your word says. I know my plans for you to give you a future and a hope hallelujah you have a future and you have a hope and all you have need of will be provided God knows how to deliver it to you don't allow anything prideful to hinder you from receiving know that I've sent know that I know how to care I know how to take care of you I know how to minister to you and I know what you have need of I am the Lord that puts my hand on your life and lives within your heart I disperse my love. Hallelujah. And I've given you great capacity to love. Hallelujah. I don't want to go too far here, but I just hear the Lord saying, you're called to be one of those people that shares the love of God radically, kindly, in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray blessing on this child. Lord, may this child be so such a gift, such a blessing, such a, a friend, such a such a wonderful thing that you're delivering into her hand. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for her. Tammy and I just release her into her future in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I love you. God bless you. You're precious. She's precious. Hallelujah. Winners Church, I love you. Tammy and I are so thankful to be able to come and be with you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Boy, it's been a good night. Praise the Lord. I love him when people get born again. Praise God. I love you. Man, Hilda, you're awesome. You and David, man, y'all stole my heart the moment I met y'all. I mean, y'all stole my heart. I'm like, damn, people right there, my God. Love y'all. May you be reunited reunited with David soon. In Jesus' name. Hey, who's this fella right here? All right. Can I pray for you? Man, (laughs) praise the Lord. Were you here the whole time? Okay, I didn't see you. You were hiding behind that pole. I didn't see you. (laughs) Amen. You know Jesus? You love Jesus? You in a good place? All right. Hallelujah. Well, let me pray for you. Father, would you mind holding your hands up to the Lord just for me just for a little bit? Father God, I just pray over my friend tonight and ask you to encourage him. I pray, Lord, that he will just know God sees him. You are seen. You're not outside of the scope of where God looks. In fact, I'm telling you, he's looking at you right now, and he's just saying, you know, there's an expectation I have that uh, he doesn't think he can fulfill. There's an expectation of things. That he doesn't know how ever he could see that happen in his life. But, you know, here's the thing. When God expects something, he also provides its ability to produce. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you're coming into a different season in your life. It's going to be probably the most spiritual season you've ever walked in, in Jesus' name. You're going to connect with some things that you wondered about. You looked at the church. There's even things around here you thought, I don't know about that. And you're going to understand it to where you're not going to be a watcher anymore. You're going to be in the middle of it. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. So I declare over you, it's upon you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's upon you. So I release you into it, my brother. Thank God for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you, winners, church.
0: Praise the Lord. Will you uh, will you pray for will you pray for Eric, Pastor Ben, before you Amen. The only Salazar in the building you missed. (laughs) Uh, And twilight. We got twilight. Eric.
1: Man, I'm telling you, I was praying for him yesterday morning. I see a commander rising. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm not talking about a boss. (laughs) There are some people, they think being a commander means I'm the boss. But I'm talking about somebody who says, hey, this is the way we should go. Let's go. Like a person who lifts a standard in the midst of the battle and says, this is it. This is where God says we're supposed to gather. It's not conflicting. It's not rebellious. It's not, but hallelujah, hallelujah, you do hear, praise God, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Because I don't know if you realize this brother, but you are a mighty man of God. You are you're not trying to be you are and all you got to do is keep being <laughs> father I thank you I'm gonna pray specifically for you tonight father I pray that you know the Bible tells us that the blood washes us and the Bible tells us the Holy Spirit's purges us You know the blood washes us from sins, but sometimes we're walking around when we need a purge We need a like a, it's a separation From stuff that doesn't need to be around anymore that God don't even see it anymore. God's not even he washed it away But we're carrying it. So I pray tonight in Jesus name that no more Will any voices talk to you where they have a have a they believe that they're being listened to and And listen, this tonight, they're never going to be listened to again. We're going to declare over you, you can't hear those voices anymore. And we declare what you're hearing is the voice of the Lord. Arise, arise, Eric. Arise into your place and be a servant of the Lord there. Stand boldly and stand strong. And know that the Lord, the same that called you, upholds you. The one that begun the good work will complete it. And all you have to do is keep moving. In Jesus' name. I see the confidence in what you're hearing arising stronger. Or well, you're more confident, I heard the Lord. <laughs> and no, no second guessing where it's like, yeah, I heard the Lord. Hallelujah. And it's going to help a whole lot. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So confidence, confidence, boldness, boldness, strength and strength. Eric Salazar, be the man of God you are. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. I love you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Were you coming up to help or can I pray for you? You got caught. Amen. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, Alex is your son, right? Yes. I see something happening there. I I almost ventured out when I was praying for your wife. Something's happening, and it's a good thing. You know, there's a a story in the Bible. I'm going to just be bold about it, okay? There's a story in the Bible where... God gets done with this, this young man and he's clothed and sitting in his right mind. And uh, that's, not, that's not being reflective on, on anything other than I see a work where some things are about to settle down. Hallelujah. Things are about to settle down. Things are, all around you, things are about to settle down. Not even pertaining us. Things around you are about to settle down. I see dust kicked up. I see like a cloudiness that's just trying to blind and just make it hard for you. In your house and it's settling down in jesus name i rebuke this activity and i declare this is not of god and i release you my brother from this 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 stuff
3: Thank you, Lord.
1: like a sandstorm it doesn't just blind it stings windy hard to navigate i don't know which way i'm going well, I see that coming to an end tonight in Jesus' name, and I declare over you right now, it's over, Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, church, stretch out your hand and say it's over. It's over. Amen. Can I just tell you something? I know you are already this way. I tell my folks the same way. Man, when something's going on in the altar and your, your man of God says something like that, boy, your agreement into that thing, the power is amplified just like, yes and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you, are you good, brother? Okay, praise God. Hallelujah. 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 I, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm thinking about Twyla right here. I'm sorry. Twyla, I see this. I see that you're walking up to a, it's like a peach tree. And you're, you're about to pull off a piece of fruit. And this is not like the story in Genesis. So this ain't that story. <laughs> this is a good thing. You're about to take a bite out of the sweetest peaches that you've ever ate. And your life is a, you're, you're going to have a sweet season. A sweet season. Where it's going to be like, my God, I forgot. I, you know, it's like when you get a hold of that one piece. It's like you, you remember what you forgot. And you're about to come into that place. You're walking up to that tree right now. And you're just thinking it's just normal stuff, but that one's about to stand out to you. You're coming into a sweet season in your life. In Jesus' name. He sat it He satisfies your mouth with good things. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, Pastor told me about you doing children. That is such a great fit. That's awesome. Do you like it? Oh yeah. Praise God. Man, that is so awesome. You know, church, we need those ministries. Man, boy, in my day it was like you just somebody just took it because nobody else would do it. How's your wife doing? You need her home, don't you? Or is she home? There she is. I didn't realize you'd come home. Man. Well, I like the hair. All right. I really like the shirt, too. Boom, yes. sooner. Hallelujah. Y'all happy? Y'all adjusted since you come home? Yeah. I was going to say, y'all not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what happens? You know what happens when you get separated a little bit, you kind of go in two different directions and you don't even know it. But what I saw when you come up here, I saw the Lord just take it. You know, sometimes when you're fitting things together, like a miter joint or stones, there's a necessity to run a blade right between them to cut off some rough edges so that they stick again like they're supposed to and there's no seam. Well, that's what I see the Lord doing. You're getting sawn on right now. And you got to be willing. You have to be willing. And yield it. Hallelujah. Because you're very independent. You're very headstrong. And you can be mouthy. (laughs) I mean, I I love you, but I, 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 I just... Yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah really. praise God. So I would tell you this, you know, you need to, you know, the Bible says you can, you can cleanse your wife by the washing of water with the word. You know, your wife is battling things that you are the answer to the battle. I mean, we don't think of the marriage this way, but this is reality. That's what that's about. You know, the church battles things, and Jesus is constantly speaking His word over the church. And when we get a hold of that, we get free of the stuff the devil's trying to tell us. Well, there are things that you're battling, and, and 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 a a. And I'll tell you this: it's it's like you're you're growing into this place. This is the stuff of marriage here. I mean, the honeymoon is is not over, but it's it's getting real. Amen. So I would say, pray with her bless her don't look at her and see a problem look at her and, and don't don't see her independence as a threat see it as a a, 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 a uh, add an additive to the completion of this work honor him and love him remember your vow remember what you joined when you joined him. There are things that it's not about two people anymore. It's about one person. And God's making a oneness here. And it's not easy to be in one. Boy, you are awesome. I'm telling you. Glory to God. So I would tell you be quick to forgive each other, be quick to ask for forgiveness. If you missed it, you missed it. Don't hang on to it a long time waiting on the other one, holding out. Just say, hey, I, I'm sorry a lot would happen for a, with a lot more I'm sorry's and yeah, I'm going to work on that And instead of feeling threatened. Because I don't know, for some reason I'm seeing it in my mind you you, you're, you get kind of worked up. <laughs> yeah, you get worked up. And uh, I would just declare to you, brother, let's pray over them, Tammy. Let's pray for healing, healing of this. I bet you didn't know that was what you were going to get prayed for when you came up Lord, we pray over this couple, this couple that you made a choice to bring together, this family. Lord, this is a package deal. Lord, I was standing in the same spot 30 years ago, and I thank you, Father God, for grace upon grace in Andrew's life, to be the husband, to be the father, to be a spiritual covering, a true leader, a gentle giant jesus name and i pray i pray for my sister to be cleansed and washed of things that she's fighting lord i pray right now tonight in jesus name for that struggle inside that wrestling inside the end and for the oneness to emerge let the honeymoon begin again in jesus name and what time separated lord you're a god of time you you cause us to make it up quick in jesus name in jesus name so i pray your healing your blessing your peace and uh, your value that's it to be seen in the appropriate light by your husband hallelujah because that's it you don't think that You don't feel valued in some some places, and that's a big struggle because it's like, What am I here for? Well, I see that changing in Jesus' name because man, y'all are good together. Y'all are like Tyler and Ayla, you're good together, you're bad apart. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Amen. So I bless you in Jesus' name. I love you. Oh, you want a baby? Is that okay to say? I, I, are you sure? Are you sure? Cause you know that's one of them deals you can't like send it back. I mean, They <laughs> <laughs> <I> will. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Six or no? I, just just one. No, no. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding hallelujah well let's hey, let's pray it this way let's pray this way it's okay hold hands hold hands we're, we're going to pray it this way all right it'll be all right father god what we ask tonight lord when a ba- when it's time for the baby we, we're ready for your time lord we know that when you decide because you are the giver of life and lord these two are are, are going to get busy to have one but God I pray in Jesus name that that baby will come when it's supposed to and Lord that they won't be an undue burden it won't be a stress it'll be a joy it'll be received it'll be a great occasion of rejoicing that's what we ask in Jesus name That the timing of this is appropriate and right and that they together will be on board for the vision because it can't be Andrew's vision and it it, it has to be their vision Jesus name thank you for that father in Jesus name we pray amen Amen. so let's be cautious about saying baby cometh let's just let's just let them work that out amen 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 that's right yes work it out amen we all encourage that hallelujah okay oh praise the lord well i sure love you guys i hope that i haven't kept you too long tonight but you guys are just absolutely awesome wonderful praise the lord praise the lord oh you ready praise god i'm looking at this sister right here i don't think i got to pray for you yet can i pray for you real quick i'm gonna pray for you i'm sorry god's just in that zone praise the lord i'm i'm for it when he's ready He's gone. Tammy, come here. Praise the Lord. Are you happy? No, you're not. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, God brings, you know, the whole night there's been a lot of healing that's happened on the inside. And that's what we're going to ask tonight. That's what we're going to ask tonight. Jesus' name. So I'm not going to yell or scream or anything. I'm just going to gently pray for you. Can you tell me your name? Whitney. Whitney. So Lord Jesus, we pray for Whitney. And we ask in Jesus' name that the hand of the Lord will touch the places, the secret places. Lord, there's bruises on the outside and the wounds on the inside are worse. So we pray for healing. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. So in Jesus' name, I pray right now for her to be released, these chains to fall to her side and the power of the Holy Ghost to do what only God can do and heal this woman. Let this thing end and let her walk out a different woman Lord, there are times that it needs to be a gradual healing and then there's times it needs to really be instant. I'm feeling like it needs, there's some things that are kind of delayed. They've been hanging on for a long time and that needs to come to an end tonight. So we're going to pray right now for this to be, the hatchet to be buried. You know, the hatchet to be buried is a term describing an end of conflict and hostility. It's time for the hatchet to be buried. And I declare over you sister, you are a sister in the Lord, right? Yes. Yes. I declare over you tonight, sister. <sighs> that every word that's been released against you that binds you, that holds you, that wasn't that wasn't you. It was just a description. There's descriptions of you. And I release you from those words tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. the name of Jesus, I release you from the words that are binding you and holding you in your own mind, imprisoning you in your mind, because you're like, "Am am I really that? No, you're not. I declare you free in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. One time, lift your hands up to the Lord. Take one big deep breath and blow it out. Blow it out. One more time. Take a deep breath. Blow it out. I command things to leave that don't belong. The burden to be cast aside and peace to come. Peace in her mind, her heart, and her spirit. Because, you know, sometimes there's a check in the spirit. And I declare in Jesus' name, peace to come. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. God bless you so much. Praise the Lord. All right, brother, come here. Let me pray for you. Hallelujah. Thank you. All right, praise God. You're in receptive mode, aren't you? Amen. He's always in receptive mode. Praise God. He's a good man. He is a good man. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah! You know, I enjoyed talking to you yesterday very much. I, I was the same way. I just, I just wear people out. Just, just. I still do my pastor that way. So Let me pray for you, Father. Is there something specific that you are asking? Because there is something on your mind. You're just wanting something con- confirmed. Well, can I just be honest with you? He's not going to do it.
2: I know. You told me that before tonight. <laughs>
1: yeah, he not he's not going to do it. You know why? Yeah, you got to pace yourself. Because <laughs> you because that's the deal. If you if you're like if you see any crack, you're in it. And it's like it's not always a good thing. I mean, hunger's a great thing. But be sure you listen to the wisdom of your counselors. Listen to the wisdom of your authorities. Let them govern you. Let them. Let them help you. Because remember this: you know, there's a time of a calling and a time of a releasing. There's a time where he calls you and then there's a time he separates you. You're still cooking, man. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cooking going on. You're the turkey in the oven and the temperature ain't quite there yet. Amen. The popper hadn't popped out yet. I don't know what that's going to look like because it looks, sure looks like the popper's popped out. Amen. I declare over you in Jesus' name, Lord, when it's time, we just want to say we're ready. But Father, that has to be your choice. So let his zeal be tempered, but not quench. Lord, let Him. Uh, adapt to wise things, the wisdom of the word, the wisdom of his counselors, the wisdom of his authorities, the wisdom, Lord, because when it's time, it'll be time. And when it comes, it'll come. And, Lord, ready or not, he'll be thrust into it. But, Father, I pray until that time, let him keep cooking and developing. I pray for his impatience not to get the best of him. But I pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, when it's ready, we'll be ready. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you. <laughs> All right, praise God. Oh, one more. <laughs> man, I'm telling you, see, this is a great church, man. I mean, great church. Praise the Lord. I am, I'm going to just be real honest with you. Ever since I've been in this church, it's like the power of God just comes in waves, just waves. And I touched your hand and felt the same thing. Years ago... Years ago, I was watching a, uh, in 1990, I was watching a William Branham. First time I ever saw the guy on on video, old video. And I come across this section of there where he's like, I can't do anything until the angel of the Lord comes. And then then he just switches like, oh, he's here. And then he starts ministering. And I'm like, what the heck is that? Because in my day, that's not how we were taught. I rewound that thing a hundred times trying to figure out what was going on there. And then at one point, the Holy Ghost said, you'll minister like that in a measure one day and so every time i touch somebody under the anointing there's things i see praise the lord or things i feel and the moment i grabbed your hand hilda praise god hallelujah hallelujah you know i see a measure of frustration in your life right now i see that you need to have some things ironed out where uh you feel like you feel (laughs) You, you, that you'll feel like order has been established again. Because <laughs> it doesn't quite feel that way. It feels a little bit like there's just not enough. There's not enough time in the day. There's not enough of everything. I and mean, I see that the Lord helping you and making up the difference for the season while David's being gone. But it's not. it's not just David being gone. You're just feeling overwhelmed sister and i just speak peace to you in jesus name and i just declare over you let that season come to an end and let it feel listen you you're a giant i don't you really are i mean if we was going to call anybody a commander it'd be you i mean you got it however i'm just going to tell you sister you know it's okay to be human You don't let yourself be human too much And you need to kind of bend a little bit And just be a little willing Be a a little willing It's okay And just relax Relax In Jesus' name We pray for peace over her mind And her heart This is the best time of your life I'm telling you This is such a great time Amelia being so small like that, I'm telling you, when that's gone, you're going to miss that so bad, but it'll be a new season, so enjoy it, learn to enjoy, enjoy your life, enjoy your life, in Jesus' name we pray, hallelujah, amen, that's what we pray, amen, thank you, Jesus, I love you, Winters Church, oh, praise God. hallelujah how are you yes you are you are great i mean you really are great she's great and i mean the moment she stepped in for it's not you're not coming for a problem you're coming for a filling amen lord jesus we thank you right now fill her up with the holy ghost take a deep breath now in jesus name out of your belly flow the holy ghost Oh, Holy Ghost In Jesus name Rivers In Jesus name Rivers of living water In Jesus name Hallelujah Thank you Jesus Hallelujah Amen hey, I remember you Alright how are you doing Good, you? Good. awesome Everything's still good. Yes. All right. Praise the Lord. Amen. Have you grown? I'm trying. Yes. I'm trying. All right. Praise God. I want you to keep doing it. Lift your hands up to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I see you. I see you in front of a table of stuff, and you're reaching and you're touching. You're one of those kids and the Lord that want to touch everything you want to touch it and it don't matter if it's good or bad or what you're gonna to touch it because you're an experiencer of life yeah well I see that adjusting where the Lord's gonna to, gonna to allow you to know that there are some things that are kind of sharp <laughs> things that are a different temperature things that don't need to be touched and uh, you're gonna to begin to go through a season where God's gonna help you to judge Judging is not a bad thing Judging is actually a normal function for the Christian. We're not to judge and condemn people But we are to judge and condemn if this is good or this is not good And I see the Lord tweaking your ability to judge things Tweaking your ability to see and say, you know what? I don't want to be a part of that. That's really not best for me And uh, it's gonna make a huge impact on your life Because the things that will be right for you to touch, you're going to get a hold of those. and You're going to walk out with them. They're going to be a part of your repertoire. In Jesus' name. So I bless you in Jesus' name. And I pray over you right now. Father God, keep her. Hold her. Hallelujah. And I give you glory and I give you praise in Jesus' name. Can I just tell you this? begin to judge yourself about reacting judge yourself about when something happens what is your reaction to it and choose a good one choose a gentle one because you're a firebrand yeah you are <laughs> you, 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 yeah you are I' I want I to say no more <laughs> So choose. And and look at it like this. Look at it like you're just putting on the right kind of clothes for this, this moment. Think about that. You know, the Bible says we put on the Lord Jesus Christ. We get dressed from the inside out. So that means we make a choice as the responses that we have. And that will help a lot of things in your life. That will help a lot of things in your life. But God's got his eye on you. He's got his hand on you. Hallelujah. So I bless you, my sister, in Jesus' name. It's good to see you again. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we got more. (laughs) Well, hello. How are you? Well, praise God you are. Thank you, Lord. Well, let me just venture out of the boat here and tell you. I see this. I see that there's a measure of disappointment that's kind of trying to knock on the door. And I just see that uh, it's expectation. Things haven't moved as fast as you'd like to see them some things moved in the wrong direction but things weren't in your control hallelujah but I see the Lord as a sustainer of your soul the breath of your life you know it's time to breathe I want you to put your hands up in the Lord and I want you to take a deep breath and by faith we're going to believe that you're going to breathe it's time to breathe it's almost like I don't know it's almost like you're, you've been holding your breath I'm like, uh, I hope this works out. But in Jesus name I declare over you, breathe. Let it go. Just put God back in, in the place. Now it's not that he's never been Lord of your life, but it's like it's time. let him take the reins. Because I tell you, you know you don't always agree with the direction God wants to lead, <laughs> but you're willing you are willing to submit to the to the purpose of god hallelujah so i bless you in jesus name and i declare over you no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that rises against you in judgment is condemned already it can't work this is your inheritance in jesus name in jesus name hallelujah I bless you, sister. It's good to see you. I love you. Praise God. Hallelujah, Carolyn. Praise the Lord. I'm sorry, I'm kind of caught up. I'm kind of halfway drunk in the Holy Ghost here. So I pray over you, Carolyn. I think we already prayed for some good things to come. I pray for some things. I know some things in the natural, so you know we won't we won't talk about that other than just trust God because God's word is true. But I'm just gonna pray over you. Listen, it's time. You're a strong woman. You're firebrand, strong woman. But you know what? You don't always think of yourself like that. You don't always really feel that way. You feel a little weak right now. And uh that's an illusion. That's not That's not true. You're strong. You know, you know the word. You declare get back to declaring the word like, you know, get back to stirring yourself in the atmosphere. There's kind of an atmosphere that's kind of creeping in here. And uh, listen, the expectation of your future is great. Well, it's going to work out. It's going to work out. Dare to believe it's going to work out good, better than you can ask or think. Hallelujah. And you know, it's time to be satisfied in life. To really be fulfilled as a human being. And you know, it's almost like that, that feeling has escaped you so many times. It's like, I'm, I'm heading that, you know, it's there. You do know it's there. but I'm going to get it. I'm going to, you are going to get it. And so you're about to get it, and you're going to be satisfied with your life. Just like when I was ministering to Twilight, you're about to buy a big piece of that peach off too, and it's going to be good. And it's way overdue. It's way overdue. Do not lose heart because you're in a battle and the enemy's trying to get you to lose Be all right you're not going anywhere
3: <laughs>
1: they need you here Jesus needs you here praise the Lord amen oh, I bless you love you hallelujah praise God yes go right ahead you go right ahead huh all right praise God you just come up and Pray for more. God did a great work in her yesterday yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know healed wife happy wife happy life amen amen
3: <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs>
1: yeah. Oh Lord Jesus Lord we pray for more Lord we dare to just ask you. Lord sometimes you got to strike the arrow five and six times on the ground not just two or three and so Father she's daring to do that so I ask you to meet her I'm already sensing that same power that was with us yesterday so Lord we release you to do Lord what your expectation is today what her expectation is today we're just asking for a complete work in Jesus name and bless you and thank you in Jesus name in Jesus name praise, God.
0: Hallelujah. Amen. praise the Lord listen when it, I, I, I want to say a couple things and I want to bring some correction we don't we don't come to this church and get a word and then go home this is not 7-11 where we go in and get a big gulp and leave Uh, the Holy the Holy Spirit's not pleased with that tonight. And God is gracious to us. And I thank God that the Spirit of the Lord remained on Pastor Ben throughout this time. Uh, but that's not that's not how we do things. Another thing we don't do is we don't give people prophecies without there being witnesses to that. The Bible says that prophecy ought to be judged. And so we don't do parking lot prophecies, we don't do personal prophecies in the back of the back of the church. That's not what we do here. It's not uh, number one, it leaves room for the enemy. And so we we don't do that here. It's not, it's, this, isn't, this isn't a Ziggy policy. This is a Bible policy. The only thing that ought to be judged is prophecy. That's why every word I give, I never pull the microphone away from my mouth to give a prophecy. If I give a word, it's in the microphone so everyone can hear it. Because it's for everyone to hear so people can say, yeah, that's right, or no, you're wrong. And if I hold myself to that standard, and that's the standard of the Word of God, it's my expectation that everybody that comes in this building is held to the same standard. Amen. Amen. Now when we're ministering to one another like Apostle Smith had us do, you know, the Lord might show you something. You might be praying over someone. It's appropriate in that setting, in a measure. But just to go around and, you know, catch someone in the park, I said, well, the Lord was telling me something about you. You better have someone there that knows whether or not you heard from God. Get it? Another thing is, is I know y'all are hungry and you're thirsty, but you have to be led by the Spirit. I know y'all want God to do something for you, but I don't want you to come just because you want to come. I want you to be, I want you to be drawn by the Holy Ghost. And we're we're learning, we're learning these things. And God is, he's been extremely gracious toward us as a church because we've been so hungry and so thirsty but I want y'all to observe these things because I think it's important in the days to come. If we're going to see a greater measure of the outpouring of God's spirit, then we have to be able to facilitate that greater measure. I went to a, I went to a church one time where God spoke to me and I wanted him to move. And when I, when I finally persuaded him to move, against, against his will, by the way, and I know you guys are like, would God do anything against his will? Well, he gave Israel a king against his will. So he showed up in this church against his will. And immediately when he showed up, I realized why he hadn't shown up in that church. Because every time he showed up, instead of them being obedient to the Lord, the, instead of them doing what God told them to do, they did what they thought was right. And God don't want us doing what we think is right. He wants us being obedient to his spirit. Because that's what that's what elevates us. That's what takes us to the place that we're talking about here today. So I just want to encourage you. I thank God for thank God for Pastor Ben and his ability to, 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 to just stick in there, Amen. And we thank we thank God for it. Uh, I can get in there and hang in there as long as I need to. But I, as as a church, and this is what's broke my heart mostly tonight was that there's some that came and they came forward, they got them a word, and then they bailed. And that's never. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, the word wasn't the, what did, it wasn't that effective. If the moment you got it, you went out the door. Well, I got my big gulp. I'm out of here. And some of those you never see them again. You know, it's it's weird, uh, but it's a part of the strangeness that's in the church, and a part of why we're doing this revival is that we we want to allow God's Spirit to work with us in a greater measure, on a higher level. Amen. Praise God. Are y'all hearing me? You know, I love you. I know you're. Amen. amen. I know you're not mad at me. Amen. But um, that's that's the, that really is the secret to God's miracle working power. Is 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 a knowing. Can I tell you one last thing? I had a I had a man get online, and he uh, he said, "Brother Ziggy, why is it?" He said, "Sometimes the words that God gives me are so sharp, and then at other times they're just—it's like seeing through a glass darkly."